Hi, and welcome to Is It Dad Rock Yet? I'm Martin. And I'm Steve. Each episode, we talk about an album from our youth, all while never answering the actual question of Is It Dad Rock Yet? And this week's episode is all about Yours Truly by Sick of It All. But why are you saying it like that, Steve? It's not Sick of It All, it's Sick of It All. Well, as per our last episode, Martin, where we mentioned this, I can't say it. I struggle to say Sick of It All. It just won't, it won't roll out of my mouth like it should do. So I say Sick of It All. But before we get to that, Steve, no doubt you've got something to say, like always. Yeah, so I saw something the other day and I wanted to get your opinion. So I saw a Placebo fan group that Placebo were asking their fans at the concerts and the gigs to refrain from taking video and taking pictures whilst the concert's on. So I think beforehand's okay, afterwards is okay, but while they're playing, they want the crowd to be immersed in the music. They want everyone to sort of really enjoy that experience. Now, what I wanted to know was, how do you feel about people recording using the phones whilst you're watching a gig? I don't really mind it that much. However, I must admit, it does get a little bit annoying when you're, without realising it, you're watching the gig through this tiny six and a half inch screen and you think, oh, shit, hang on a minute. And then you realise the gig's on. So my eyes are naturally drawn to the screen, to their to their phone or whatever. But I am also guilty of doing it myself every now and then. I've tried to sort of stop doing it because I was putting it on Instagram I didn't really look back on it that much. And when other people post things, I don't tend to watch it. So I kind of, I'm moving away from it. But overall, I mean, I, I don't mind people doing it. Fair dues, they might do it and, and look look back on it. But it it is annoying when it catches your eye. One thing we, we thought I saw was quite funny was that Nine Inch Nails, pretty certain it was while Nine Inch Nails was on, wasn't it? It was. And uh, we, we sat down and we looked and Steve tapped me and was like, look at this woman. And the woman sat down in front of us was just going through Facebook. Doom scrolling. Is that what it's called? Yeah, it's called doom scrolling when you just keep going and going and going. Okay, yeah, because obviously she must have, I don't know, not be interested in it, obviously. But just going through Facebook, and I feel like that's just insane, but hey-ho. Obviously wasn't feeling Trent Reznor that night. One thing I, you, you mentioned in that, uh, Martin, it really shocked me, was that you said six and a half inches was really tiny. I mean, it all depends. Uh, it depends on, you know, what we're talking about, obviously. It can be massive. So that's my thoughts, Steve. What are your thoughts? Well, I'm a bit of a hypocrite, to be honest, because it really annoys me when I'm watching it through that tiny six and a half inch screen because it, it just, I just can't stop looking at it. And it really annoys me, as you can tell. And also, it's distracting, but I do, from time to time, take videos. I do it to um, put on my Instagram myself. I usually just take a picture. So I just put my phone up, take a picture, because for ages... I was taking video, I was taking lots of video at gigs, and I realised I'm not really enjoying it as much as I probably should do, so I stopped doing it, and now I just take one picture, put it on Instagram, that's me done, I'll look at it, I'll never watch a video again. I don't know anyone that actually does, and like you said, you just scroll past people who post videos on Instagram. I, I Sometimes I watch them, sometimes I don't. It's not like a big thing. It's not a big thing for me to watch your video, it's more of a big thing for you, because you've got the memories and that emotion attached to it, where... For me, I'm like, yeah, Martin went to a gig, I don't really care. So yeah, I mean, it it's annoying if you get distracted by it, but I think in this day and age, people are going to do it, and bands and artists should just think, well, we'll just live with it. Actually, I, I heard something the other day when someone went to go see, I think it was Walls of Jericho, and they was taking a video in front of a crowd, and the singer took the phone and then went round the stage and filmed an absolutely incredible video and then gave them the phone back. So that's cool. That's like a band embracing it. But then like placebo saying, no, we don't want people to video us. I don't know. I think it's a bit pretentious, really. 
what about your thoughts about? I always find it funny when people have the the phone up and then there's someone's face on the phone because the video calling them. Would you, if I video called you, would you would you like that at a gig? No, but if you video called me, I wouldn't show you my face. No, but you know when you see it up in the sky and so you can see the the person they're ringing. Oh, so you face. can see the person's face. Yeah. Oh, that's so the, weird. So this person's just like sat in the pajamas. Just like watching a band while you can see them, and they're obviously they've got the front camera on, so the person at home can see the band, but we can see the person at home. Okay. Have you have you not seen that before? So now I'm just realizing every time you've pointed it out to me, the person on the screen for some reason I thought idiots are <laughs> filming themselves. <laughs> Fucking hell, really? <laughs> yeah. Okay, well that's what it is. Ah, uh, I personally would not. I wouldn't answer. I'd be like, fuck off. If you wanted to see it, you should have come. <laughs> yeah, true. So we're interested to hear what your thoughts are. You know, is it, you know, when people are using the camera at gigs, is it like water off a duck's back? Or do you just want to waterboard them? We want to know. Email us. Is it dadrockyet at gmail.com. Episode 18. Yours truly by Sick of It All from the year 2000. And I'll ask the questions this time, Steve. Go for it. So, name the band members. I've got my notes right in front of me, but I'm covering them up with my hand. Okay, so you've got the Collar Brothers. Also known, what's their first names? Lou and Pete. Yeah. What do they do? What do they do? Lou screams, shouts. Pete plays guitar like a maniac. He he is an absolute maniac on stage, I can confirm. And then you've got Armand. I can't remember his surname. I think it's like Majidi. Yeah. His uh, Instagram handle's Armand of it all. And that's how I remember his... I don't remember his surname, but to me, his surname is of it all. And then you've got Craig Ahead, Satari. Who plays bass? Aaron plays drums. Correct. Well done. And they're all super old as well, aren't they? Craig's 63. I know that. It yeah. was his birthday when we went to go see him. He he did jump around a little bit, but then he stopped. He also had like a really cool like double bass strap, didn't he? Was would, it like that? Like a shoulder strap thing? Would you say it was cool? Well, I mean, I'm I'm at an age now, Steve, where I think, do you know what? I can feel the guy. You know, I had a bad back just standing still. So, yeah, I feel him. Yeah, it, I when I saw it, I was like, that's a good idea. If you've got a bad back, if you're getting old and you're getting on a bit and you want to play bass, like, get two straps on, put them over your shoulders like a backpack. So, album length, Steve? 38 minutes. Incorrect. 38 minutes and 18 seconds. Oh, I've got 38 minutes, 25 seconds in my notes. Well, we'll, I, I got we'll have to look that up. I got mine from Spotify. I don't know where I got mine from. Wikipedia, probably. Okay, um, talk about Spotify. Spotify monthly listeners. It's 115,000. Correct. Is that more or less than you expected? Or, uh, in my head, it's kind of about right. Really? Yeah. No, it's a fuckload less than I was expecting. I was expecting it to be... So I know Comeback Kid have got about between two hundred and 300,000. And I'd say sick of all are bigger than Comeback Kid because they've been around for like, what, an extra 14 years. But then, like, they're really influential as well to, like, loads of other bands. And then Alkaline Tree have got, like, 800,000. So I was thinking a number between, like, say, 200,000 and 800,000. I didn't think it'd be in the millions. But, yeah, I was really shocked for it to be, like, 115,000. See, well, I kind of thought it was going to be that. Because, I mean, we went to whole Tower Ballroom. It wasn't packed by any means. It wasn't sold out. Or it certainly didn't seem like it was. I don't know. I feel like they're always going to be there and they've always got that strong, sturdy sort of fan base, but they're as big as they're ever going to get. And I suppose the of the listeners, 
do all like I suppose that Spotify people just have the CDs and albums and stuff like that. It, you know, depending on what age group people listen to, because they've been around for a long, long time. I was gonna say actually, I don't know what the like the target demographic for sick of it all is, but it's probably like the older generation who maybe don't have um like a, a what they call a streaming platform to yeah. listen to. Because I mean, I suppose we I did have this album. I mean, I didn't get it when it came out in the year two thousand. I think I had this one in Death to Tyrants. So. When I got into Sick of It All, it was definitely post-2006, because that's when Death, Death to Tyrants came out, and that was their album that was released at the time. So I didn't get into it at that point. So, But they've been going for, like you say, like years and years and years. What was it, like mid-80s or something, the first 87, album? 87, I think. 87, they released a demo in 87. Which is literally the year I was born, so <laughs> 34 <laughs> years old. So, yeah, so it's... Yeah, it just depends on what the demographic is. I wouldn't even know. Anyway, let's move on. Um, what number studio album from uh, is this? I said that weird then, didn't I? What number album is this studio album? Uh, I think it's number six, but could be number seven. Depends what you see that first album as. So according to Wikipedia, uh, the album from 1987 is not an album, and according to Spotify it is. So I'm going to go with Wikipedia and say this is number six. Yeah, so I've got six as well. Um, Can you name any of them, all of them? I'll give it a go. Yeah. First album, Blood, Sweat and No Tears. Yeah, that was apparently going to be L'Oreal uh, No More No More Tears slogan, apparently, but they, they didn't go with it. That'd be sick. Imagine being, yeah, yeah, brilliant. <laughs> what was you going to say? <laughs> I was going to say, imagine that advert, it's like, uh, blood, sweat, and no more tears, and then like a baby just like washing their eyes. No, they don't wash their eyes, they wash their hair, don't they? Yeah, I thought, is it, was it just for babies? I L- thought it was for... L'Oreal for kids. I thought, oh, right, I thought it was no more tears for everyone. <laughs> no one's crying. <laughs> oh yes, well no, I think it was it was it was marketed for children because they assume adults can wash their hair without getting soap in their eye. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, wrongly apparently. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I cry every shower I have. <laughs> Stop washing your fucking eyes out then. Uh, so, carrying on. So we've got uh, blood, sweat, and no tears about shampoo. We've got um, built to last. Is that one? That is one. Yeah. Not in that order, but yeah, it is yeah, one. Yeah, uh, I'm not going to get them in order. Uh, I've got them right in front of me, but I can't, I can't bring myself to look at it. Um, but they're all, they're all gone. So fuck it. I'm just going to look at. I'm going to look at it. Just look around. Yeah. Scratch the surface. Yeah. And then call to arms. Correct. Well done. That's... I mean, I can say correct. Well done. You just fucking read it. <laughs> but yeah. And they're all the questions that I've got for you, Steve. Have you got some for me? I do have some questions for you. I gave you the answer this, to this one, so let's see if you're listening. What relationship? Uh, Lou and Pete. Brothers. That is correct. I'm guessing Lou's the older brother, but I've just put that... No, actually, Pete's the older one because he looked older when we went to go see him. No, I think Lou's the older one. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, what label was it released on? Fat Records. When you first heard that, would you be I was surprised. surprised. Yeah, definitely. Because obviously Fat Records, you just assume it with more punky kind of well it's skate punk yeah it's no effects and that kind of stuff and pennywise i think and like wagon is the other one i always think yeah of. so yeah so I'm, i was quite surprised but because uh, rise against was on them as well weren't they i think at one point oh at one point they were weren't they yeah. yeah and my last question is name the singles from the album uh none you're right that was a trick question there are no singles from this album but there are some um live what they call like fan favorites, I guess, or live favorites. Blown away.
the bland within. This is what I am. I can't make it stop. No matter how much I wanna change. District. Something real great is gonna come. Something a real great is gonna come. Something a real great is gonna come. And America. How could they do this? How could they do this? How could they do this to me? Suffering, the pain and suffering. Usually on the band set list. Yeah, well, um, District had a, a video as well, but I think we discussed it in the Deftones one. Apparently, you know, they made a music video. It doesn't necessarily mean it was a single. It could be just a promotional single or something like that where they sort of send it out and it gets played on radio but isn't actually a single to buy. Anyway, last question. What is the best song title on the album? I don't know. Uh, what, is it like, is it a right and wrong answer? Yep. You don't have to do it off the top of your head. Two hours later. Is it Disco Sucks Fuck Everything? No, that's wrong. It's Hello Pricks. Oh, okay. Don't be a prick in the roses. No one's impressed with your lack of respect. We're all black sheep and we know it. So don't fuck it up for the rest. I've got a lyrics quiz for you now, Martin. I know you like a good lyrics quiz. First one, do you want me to tell you a song name or not? you want to try and guess a song name? Can do, yeah, yeah. Okay, so first one is The rain is coming down, but the drugs are dollar signs. Pads the pockets of the bent. Uh, I guess it's the district. District is correct. Oh, yeah, district. Um, see, see it again, please. Sing the... it for me, please. I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> Start shouting. The rain is coming down, but the drugs are dollar signs. Pads for pockets of the bent. Uh, something to pay our rent. And we can't pay the rent. We can't pay the rent. Someday, a real rain is gonna come. <laughs> the rain is coming down, but the drugs are dollar signs. Pads the pockets of the bent, and we can't make the rent. Someday, real rain is gonna come. Next, <laughs> go on, next. <laughs> next one. Yeah. The statistic won't lay down, take a number, or stand in line. The statistic wants to hear... Mm, no, don't know, don't know. ...that they're guilty of their crimes, America. Oh, okay. I want, uh, yeah. From the song, America. The statistic won't lay down, take a number, or stand in line. The statistic wants to hear that they're guilty of both their crimes. America! I really like that because it's America. like this this statistic it's like I'm just a number to these people mm. I like that next one are you ready for it yep don't be a prick in the roses no one's impressed with your lack of respect we're all black sheep and we know it so don't fuck it up for the rest hello pricks well done don't be a prick
next one. Yep. Weather nails driven into the cross. Driven in. <clears throat> Let me start again. <laughs> you all right? <laughs> I don't know. Weather nails driven into the cross. Driven in as reminders that their self-destructive system can only. Some of the world. Violate the world. Violate the world, yeah. What's the song? Uh, let me just have a look at the name, like songs of names. Is it nails? It is nails. Because yeah. it says, Where the nails? It'd be weird if I was like, <laughs> Disco sucks, fuck everything. Where the nails? Driven into the cross. Driven in as reminders. That there's self destructive system. Um, and last one. Ruin is what you wanted. Ruin is what you get. Ruin is. I don't know. What you work towards every single day. I don't know the song. I mean, sorry, I, I probably will have heard it, obviously, but I don't know what the name of the song is. Well, I'd, I'd like to have hoped that you'd heard it. It's only 38 minutes long. Not the song, the album. What song is it? Ruin. All right. Sorry, I thought I'd uh, I thought I'd mentioned that, but also it says ruin is what you wanted. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> ruin is what you get. Ruin is what you wanted. Ruin is what you get. Ruin is what you worked on every single day. Cool. Well, I'm glad that's over. I didn't do as bad as I thought I was going to do, but um, I need a bit more uh, homework, I think, and uh, get better on them lyrics. What you need to do is stand in front of a mirror with a tennis racket and just sing and play tennis racket and you'll learn the words ah right yeah i haven't been doing that i just tend to read them while i'm having a poo it's probably where you've been going wrong mm. so i've got some tidbits for you steve tidbits tidbits did i say tidbits you always say tidbits so sick of it all they kind of got grilled a little bit for standing up for immigrants on their facebook page this is an article that i found from 2017 and it was about pretty much um, in new york city they are hosting like a an immigrant-focused punk fest. And sick of it all, we pretty much like, shared it, this is what we can get behind. And they got a bit of flack from the fans saying, you know, pretty much like, why are they getting involved and things like that, which is mind-blowing because if you've ever listened to any sick of it all, you know that that's kind of the thing that they're back. The standing up for minorities, the getting involved, the, the being the voice that for, you know, people that possibly don't have a voice. Um, they're not necessarily anti-government, but they're certainly anti-corruption, um, things like that. So... It just seemed odd that there was kind of losing fans over something that they clearly was always going to back. Uh, and I just thought, well, it's quite interesting. I was wondering what your thoughts were, Steve. Yeah, it is weird, isn't it? That they're clearly a band that stand up for what they believe is right. And every lyric in these, uh, in these songs, or every lyric that I've heard, has always been about standing up for what's right, standing up against the man, and standing up for the little guy. It seems weird that fans would then turn around and say, oh, whoa, you guys are supporting this cause. We, we don't care about your political beliefs. We don't care about what you think's right. We just want to listen to you play some songs. But at the same time, you think, well, if you only want to listen to, like, listen to them play some songs, why are you bothered about um, promoting a, a punk fest? Makes no sense. Yeah, I think it's, it's probably because they probably align with a lot of their views. And then as soon as a band that you love says something that you don't agree with, you would be inclined to be like, whoa, 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 I don't, I don't agree with that. So suddenly if, you know, I don't know, Rise Against suddenly started coming out with 
like some Nazi propaganda that was posting it on the thing, we'd be like, whoa, 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 you know, we we want to distance ourselves from it. So as right as we think it is, as you know, to back immigrant fo fo focused, um, like I think it was in the sort of Asian communities and things like that, we think it's okay. But I suppose if someone thinks, Do you know what, no, I don't like that, I don't agree with it, they're going to then start spitting the dummy out a little bit. So I think everyone loves the band that's got the same views of them. And as soon as they de deviate from it, you think what's going on. Yeah, I guess when you listen to a band as well, you've got like a bit of a biased opinion about what those lyrics mean because they'll mean one thing to you, but something different to someone else. So when it's like, stand up to what you believe in and what, what you think's right, some people will believe that is, yeah, let's stand up for our rights, our freedom of speech and our freedom to carry guns. Whereas some people are like, whoa, no, what I'm talking about is like freedom of movement and human rights. And, and that's where it's like, oh, right, I've taken something completely different from these lyrics to what you have. So I think that's probably where it comes from. I've got a little tidbit uh, that I couldn't really fit into the questions. Do you want to you wanna hear it? I'd love to hear your tidbit. So did you hear that this album was not very well received from fans? I did read something about it, yeah. But have you got more information? I've got three points as to why... Well, two points I read and one point that I made up myself. So the first one is that fans found it... They weren't a fan of the progressive nature of the album. And I personally don't see it as being a progressive album, but I'm 22 years down the line, never listened to this album when I was younger, and I've never been a fan of like 90s hardcore, so it could be completely different. And I think actually, going off top topic, Comeback Kid actually formed because of, um, it was like, they play a lot of octave chords, and if in the previous band, Figure Four, if they did that, the the fans had just been completely like pissed off. So like let's start a new band and, and it just you know took off. But anyway, moving on. So that could be something to do with it where it's like it's just a bit different to what Sick of It All used to do. It's like a progression for them. And the fans are like, no, I like what I like and I don't like that. The other thing is that Lou Collar said it was due to the album cover. And uh, not due to the album cover. It may have been due to the album cover because that was a little bit out there. Again I don't agree because I've looked at the album cover and it just fits in with the rest of the albums that I've seen. And I did look from like 1989 up to the year 2000 and I thought, well, it's not that different. They've got like, you know, them in the alleyway for the first album. There's one where it's like, it looks like shattered glass. There's one with a truck on it. And I thought, well, what's so different about this piece of art? And then the point I've got is that it was released on Fat Records and the term sellout was thrown around a lot back in like the early nine, uh, late 90s, I guess it was like from the 80s all the way through to like, I think the 2010s. If you signed to a major label, you were classed as a sellout. If you did something that sounded a bit more mainstream and a bit more accessible, you were a sellout. I don't think that's really true anymore, but the fact that this came out on Fat Records, maybe fans were like, why ever release an album on a skate punk label? It makes no sense. And they're my three points as to why I think it wasn't received very well. Have you, got, have you got anything to say on that, Martin? Yeah, I think that you, you've pretty much covered a lot of things that I was going to say as well, but I never really listened to anything pre-2000 Sick of It All, so I honestly couldn't tell you if it was a, a million miles away from what yours truly is, but I, I did see a, a thing saying that it was a lot more melodic and people didn't like that. But for me, I think it's just got the real nice level of melodic and heavy music and hardcore sort of shouting but also kind of a little bit sing-songy-long-y and chanty, and that's kind of what you want. And I think it says like a, a lot of the 
tracks, or quite a few tracks on there. So there's like Blown Away, The Bland Within, District in America were sort of featured quite heavily live and they are probably very good live songs, meaning a, a, a good live song is melodic, it is chanty, it is something that you can get behind. And so I can kind of see why people might not like it. They've differed from what they used to do, but also I can see why it is a written. People, are, I did see a lot of things where people say, I didn't like it at the time, but now I actually really enjoy it. So it does stand the test of time, I think, probably more than your 90s hardcore because of more the melodic kind of side to things. So that's what, and it makes it more accessible. I think it was the first album that I listened to before I really knew what hardcore was. And I think I've got into hardcore music a lot more recently, past sort of maybe five, six years. But I had this album, you know, back in 2006. Didn't really know it was hardcore music. I just thought it was good. And because of that melodic side of things, so... Yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head in some of the things you just said. So one thing was about like singing along when you're at a gig. I mean, who goes to a gig and doesn't want to sing along and raise the fist and be like, yes, I know the words to this song. The other thing was accessibility. It might not have been well received by their current fan base, but I wonder how many more fans they got from the Yours Truly album. They obviously got you. Um, but actually, thinking about their Spotify listeners, 115,000. I don't think they've got, like, a shitload more. One last thing, Martin. Have you ever noticed how much sick of it all are active on Instagram? I haven't, to be honest with you. Just every time you go to a meme, like, on, like, uh, I follow some pages, so Moist Butter's one of them, sick of it all, and, like, they'll like all the posts before I do. Archbishop of Banterbury, uh, I'm pretty sure that's a really popular page, they like all the shit on there, and I'm like, how is it they're just liking all this stuff? And actually, I notice as well, when they were touring the Europe recently, Lou was doing a video like almost every day outside the venue being like, hey guys, can't wait to play tonight. Come on down. It's going to be a sick show. And I thought, bands don't do that. And especially from an older generation like these guys, I think it's really good that they're embracing that whole like social media uh, platform. Does it come across as they want to do it rather than they've been forced? It comes across really genuine like everything they do. Did you know, Stevie P, that they have a tribute band? Not a tribute band, a tribute album to them. No, well, I'm not going to lie. I knew that because you told me 15 minutes ago. So, yeah, it came out in 2007. And I think we already knew or have discussed that they, they were influential. They're back from the sort of mid-80s. Um, but I didn't actually realise how influential they were until I saw this album. So, to name a few of the song, or new, new of the bands that do uh, covers of their Sick of It All songs... So you've got Rise Against, you've got Hatebreed, Ble- Bleeding Through, Pennywise, Sepultura, um, Napalm Death, Walls of Jericho, and The Bouncing Souls, and also Comeback Kid. There's a couple of them there as well that I must admit I, don't, I haven't heard of, but it just kind of shows you how huge Sick of It All are that these bands are wanting to do covers of it, um, of the song. So yeah, I thought it was really, really cool, and I'm definitely going to give it a listen, but it's not on Spotify, unfortunately, so I might have to be uh, a YouTube job. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to listening to that. I did think as well, uh, I was going to mention this when we mentioned the uh, Spotify listeners, but I completely forgot. I was shocked that it was so little because they're such, a, such an influential band. I was listening to this album and there's a song which is called Hands Tied, Closed Eyes. The intro to that sounds exactly like Hey, it's your funeral mama by Alexis on Fire. So much to a point that so much to a point that I was kind of like, oh, they've copied Alexis. And I was like, oh wait, no, Alexis copied. Sick of it all. 
pretty sure there's like a million other songs out there which have taken loads of influence from Sick of It All. Moving on, Steve. Favourite bits, best bits of the album, overall thoughts? Talk to me. I think the best bit of the album is probably Lou's voice. And I say probably, I mean definitely Lou's voice. It's really genuine, it's really unique, and I think it just takes the band to another level. So, like, musically, they're quite straightforward. They're not like a metal band or, like, the new hardcore you hear where it's, like, big, huge riffs and, and breakdowns. It's very, like, punk. It's very straightforward punk. And I think they would admit as well, like, they're not the most you know, virtuoso players, they're, you know, playing how they play and it works well. But I don't think they would have gotten as big as they have done or be as influential without Lou's voice, how unique it is and how genuine he is about what he's saying. And I think the other thing about that is like the band overall are just a really genuine band in terms of Lou doesn't write all the lyrics and I think they all have the same passion. I mean, they've been a band since, like, as they are now, I think they've been a band since 93, so that's a long, long time. And what makes this album great and what makes Sick of It All great is is the fact that Lou has got this, like, next-level voice which sets them apart from every other band. Like, if they had a a mid-level hardcore vocalist, I, I can't name any bands off the top of my head, but, you know, like that vocal fry screaming technique, it just they'd just be, like, another band, whereas they're not. They've got Lou and they're a, this sick, sick of it all band. Also, I really love the bit from, I just want to find the song, This uh, this Day and Age, where he just shouts dollar a lot. I'm not even going to try and do it because I've been walking around the house uh, trying to sing it and it just comes out like garbage out of my mouth. But when Lou does it, I'm like, oh, that is sick of it all. This day and What's your favourite bit? I was expecting you to cop out, Steve, and say your favourite bit was a, an entire man's voice, like you've done in the past, where it was about David Raymond's bits, noises that he makes. So I was kind of expecting that, and I do 100% agree. The bit that I really like, and I'm going to cop out as well, is say the bass, because the bass is really, really good as well, the sound of the bass more than anything else. And a couple of examples of that is District... Hello Pricks. And hands tied, eyes closed. Totally agree. The sickest of all bass sounds ever. So in addition to the awesome bass sound, the lyrics, which I think we've kind of touched on, I think the lyrics for this album, for this band, are just really cool and come across really genuine. Um, the first track is Blown Away, and I think it kind of sets up the album and sets up Sick of It All really well and, and kind of what they, what they stand for. You get a good insight into their, their mindset. Uh, and the lyrics are, Down is where they want to see you. Down is where they want to keep you. Down, somber and silent. Faith is used against you. Faith is a line that they feed you. Faith is only a word. Don't believe their empty lies. Down 
and I think that works really well. It just sounds cool. It kicks into the album. It's a really good start to the album. And as I say, it sets the scene for what Sick of It All stand for. What's your favourite song then? My favourite song is District. I like the intro to it. I like the bass line to it. I like the the fact that it's kind of a bit, not slower tempo, but it's not in your face to begin with. And then the chorus sort of kicks in. Um, and it's just got a really cool sort of, I found myself singing it like when I wasn't even listening to it and singing the chorus. So it's got a good, uh, cool chanty chorus to it as well that you can sing along. So yeah, really, really like that song. Yeah, I really like District as well, but my favourite song is Nails. And again, it comes back to the lyrics, which are, We're the nails, unlike all the rest, that stick up from the ground and you will never hammer us down. Again, it's just like, we're standing up and we're going to keep coming back. You're not going to be able to knock us down. And I just really like that song. It's really short. It's got... Well, it's it's a progressive song because it doesn't have a chorus. It's like the whole song is a chorus. Um, but it's just really, I think I can imagine it live. I don't think they played it when we went to go see him, but I can imagine everyone singing every word to it. And then right at the very end, him just like holding the mic out to a crowd and the crowd just singing along. I just really like that song. I think I like, I like the thought of someone standing up, acting like a nail that won't be hammered down. Well, I mean, Steve, I assume you're aware of the dad rock anthem that is on this album. You look me in the eye and tell me that you're not expecting ACDC to just jump out behind a screen and start screaming. Yeah, to be honest, when you said it, like, there's a dad rock anthem on this, I was like, I don't know. And then you played it and I was like, all right, yeah, that is... I expected, like... um, What's his name, like Bon Scott or something, jumping onto the stage, like kicking his legs and shit. Yeah, I mean, it helps when Lou, Lou comes into it with his, with his voice and everything. But yeah, that, that intro and that riff is just pff, dad rock. And not in a good way, <laughs> granddad rock. <laughs> you know what song I kind of don't like from the album? Honestly, I kind of don't like it. I, I just don't like it. Souvenir. And why don't you like it, Steve? It's quite happy sounding. And it's just not for me. Until the end, about two and a half minutes in, it, it it's like a key change or something, and it changed to being like a like a sick of it all song.
it's just it's too happy sounding. I don't like it. Fair enough. It's got a different singer on it. It does have a different singer that you only found out a second ago when I said offline, off off air. I said it's got a different. It doesn't sing it, and you went, "Don't it?" <laughs> yeah, no, I just thought it was one of the things where it's like I'm just going to sing a bit differently here, mm. uh, and then obviously when it kicks in a bit more, it's it's like I thought it was like him doing like his usual voice, but I, I guess it's Pete who's singing, maybe. I think it must be the guitarist. I'm not 100% sure. I think it is still one of them. I did Google it and I, nothing really came up. But I do find sometimes when you talk about these bands, because they're not millions and millions of fans and stuff, it's quite hard to find information from an album from the year 2000 because it's just not there. People aren't talking about it. It's not available. Whereas if this was like NSYNC or something, who sang on track six on NSYNC, you'd probably be able to find it quite easily. You know, one thing I did try to look up was the outro track. You know, the radio DJs sort of saying how he's going to spin the record. It's great. I don't really care what you think. I like it. This is what I want. I thought, man, I, like, I was listening to it. And first I thought, that's a bit shit. Don't really like that. And then I listened to it and I actually listened to what he was saying. I was like, okay, this is quite funny. If it's real. But if it's not real, man, it's just a bit pointless, isn't it? But like I said, I tried to look it up. Couldn't find out if it was real or not. So I don't know. What do you think? Is it real? Is it not real? I'm going to say it's probably not real, but I hope it is real, if that yeah. makes sense. Like, I hope it is, but probably not. I hope it's real, but I know they're, um, when they're on tour, or at least when they used to be on tour, they used to make like funny videos and do skit, skit, uh, skits, sketches? Skits skits. sketches? Skits <laughs> uh, They used to do skits and sketches, and I think it's probably just one of them things where it's like, oh, this would be right funny, let's just do it. Thing happened to me on the way to the studio right now. I was driving in my car, stopping a red light on Santa Monica or something like that. And anyway, let me tell you, someone was talking to me about a desert island or something. You know, one of these islands where it's like no one's around and it's only you and some fucking coconuts or something right now. Anyway, and uh, they were saying, you know, what what record would you want to bring with you if you were gonna be on a desert island? And I was like, well, I don't know because the light was about to turn green. I really had no time for this fucking lady. But anyway. Right now, I told him I'd probably take the new Sick of It All record right now. So you know what I thought? The first thing I thought of when I got into the studio right here at KXPW 999.9 in New York City at the top of the Empire State Building Godzilla right now, the first thing I thought of when I got into the studio was... I'm going to play this record on the radio, and I want to see what the people think of it. I want them to call me up right now, 599-1059-105, and uh, we'll take a couple of callers and see what they have to say about it. But let me tell you, I don't really care what they have to say about it because I love it, and that's all that matters. But let me tell you, they could probably put out a record of them cutting their toenails, and I'd fucking buy it right now. Can we say it on the radio, Billy? Would you listen to it again, Steve? Uh, I don't think so, no. I mean, I might listen to other Sick of All albums, but this one, yeah. I do like it, but I think I like other albums more. I think there's some heavier albums, like Death to Tyrants, I think I'd prefer to listen to. Yeah, definitely. I think when I had, I bought these two albums, I had yours truly and Death to Tyrants, I think I did enjoy Death to Tyrants more, mainly because I think the recording is better, it's better quality and it sounds better. But that being said, I do still listen to yours truly every now and then. Um, I think one thing that Sick of It All's got, which is overwhelming, is their huge catalogue of albums and songs and singles. I mean, I put a post on uh, Instagram earlier today and Dan got in touch and he said, oh, I listened to this album once, I didn't like it, never really been a big fan of Sick of, Sick of It All. And I just replied saying, oh, right, have you listened to Death to Tyrants? Because that's really the only other album I've listened to and it's a lot heavier, I think it'd be more up your alley. And I said, well, they've been around for a long time, I'm not going to try and turn you into a fan. And he actually listened to Death to Tyrants and he was like, oh, actually, I'm quite enjoying this one. And speaking of that post, I just checked on Instagram 
and Sigurd Olav have actually shared it. So that's pretty fucking cool. Yeah, man. And I think it's fair to say that we had a bit of a fanboy moment where it was like, fucking hell, they've just fucking shared it. So um proves that they are actually on social media a lot. And also follow and like really cool things. Like, is it Dad Rock? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sick of it all yours truly it was an obvious choice for our 18th episode wouldn't you say steve yeah definitely thanks for listening as always we'd love it if you can get in touch our email address is is it yet at gmail.com and you can find us on instagram and facebook give us a follow give us a like give us a subscribe whatever you want to do just do it (laughs) 